1: Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce our special guest today. I'm so happy to announce that I'm working on my next book. The title is Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again for Men. I've discovered 14 root causes of fatigue. I like to call them the fatigue factors. And in this book, I'll explain eight of the 14 and how they specifically relate to men. And of course, I'll include my own personal fatigue story, along with four or five other stories from real fatigue cases from my private practice. This book should be ready shortly, so keep an eye out for it. That's it for our housekeeping, so let's get started. I'm so very excited about this week's show because my special guest is Sue Hitzman. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Sue is the creator of the MELT Method, a revolutionary yet simple self-treatment technique that helps people get out of pain, especially chronic pain. She's a nationally recognized educator, manual therapist, exercise physiologist, and founding member of the Fascial Research Society. Sue is the author of the New York Times best-selling book, The Melt Method, a breakthrough self-treatment system to eliminate chronic pain, erase the signs of aging, and feel fantastic in just 10 minutes a day. Sue's interest in manual therapy began with her quest to find answers to her own debilitating pain, which served as the foundation for the Melt Method. Sue, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show.
2: Thanks, Dr. Carey. Nice to talk to you today.
1: So, on my podcast last week, I had uh, Dr. Todd Sinnett on, and we were talking about back pain, and he was talking about some of the stats on back pain that it's the second most re- the second most common reason people go to see their doctors, yeah, and the fifth most common reason for surgery. Mm-hmm. And the third most common reason for being in the hospital, and that's just back pain. <laughs> and then oh, yeah. It's there's...
2: Everybody, everybody has it. I mean, it's like 85% of America has low back pain. So it's, it's so common. People think it's normal.
1: And then there's all the other reasons for pain, like headaches and arthritis and fibromyalgia and then injuries that people get on the job or um, chronic pain after a car accident. There, there are so many millions of people out there and chronic pain, and I'm so happy to have you on my show today so you can talk about the MELT method. So first off, in the introduction, um, you, you are a founding member of the Fascial Research Society, and I know what fascia is, and you know what fascia is, but can you explain to our listeners what fascia is and why it's so important?
2: Sure. Well, you know, actually, fascia has been, you know, known about for years. It's, um, it is something that in traditional science was considered just the passive packing material under your skin that gave stuff inside of your body support and infrastructure, and what is incredible is that recent science, because of technology and these curious researchers, um, we've been able to look at fascia on a microscopic level, and what we're recognizing is that connective tissue isn't just the the stuff outside of all the good things like your muscles and your bones and your nerves, but it's actually a vital transportation network. Connective tissue is actually a three-dimensional fluid-based architectural matrix. It's kind of like flexible scaffolding under your skin and the primary component of connective tissue is mostly um, collagen and water and it is the tissue it does you know, an incredible amount for you in a day. Not only does it keep your bones and your muscles and your nerves and your blood vessels, uh, and even your organs stable and supported, it is the transportation highway for nutrients. It's where um, a lot of absorption is 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 happening, and a lot of transportation of nutrients from cell to cell exists. Uh, and what we're really starting to look at is just how connective tissue plays a role in our overall function. And the most compelling thing that's come out in the research is just the understanding that daily living is causing what we define as cellular dehydration in this tissue. And regardless if you have pain or not, we've all experienced connective tissue dehydration. We just don't know that the symptom that we're feeling from day to day is this cellular damage. So let me just point it out to your listeners so that we're all on the same page um, because I'll guarantee everybody's experienced it. If you ever sat for long periods of time and you get up and your joints feel a little stiff or you wake up in the morning and your body's a little bit stiff for the first five minutes once you get out of bed, that's what we call a pre-pain symptom. And that is what it feels like when connective tissue is in a state of cellular dehydration. And the biggest problem is if you never do anything Thing about it it accumulates and it is actually one of the key causes of pain becoming chronic so of course it's a huge topic of conversation and research today
1: so fascia is so fascia is yeah. the tissue that sits between your skin and your muscles and it kind of sits on top of your muscles like saran wrap almost
2: well, that's actually what—that's actually the uh, an outdated model. To be honest, Dr. Carey, I mean the thing that we're understanding about connective tissue is it's actually not just the layers around things, but that fascia and the in these collagen fibers actually penetrate from the skin all the way to the bone. Uh, it's completely inseparable. So it's not—it's not like a sausage with a wrapping around it. Actually, it's more like a grid. So if you removed everything from from your body, all the muscles, all the bones, nerves, everything that you are familiar with to define, and only left the fascia, you would actually see the entire structure of the human body and all of the compartments that those particular structures would be living in. So connective tissue not only makes the compartments, it's what infuses every cell. It's actually in relationship to all of our cells, which again is um, very recent. Uh, science and just understanding the architectural matrix of fascia uh, and, and what it's doing to bathe our cells in this fluid structure that keep our cells stable and supportive so cells um, can proliferate and thrive.
1: Very cool. Thanks for, thanks for teaching me about that.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's it's actually I think one of the more fascinating components of fascia that we're really looking at. That I, you know, it's funny. The most abundant material in the entire body is the least studied over decades and decades. And you know, for someone like me who did dissection for years, yeah. we would just toss the stuff in the bucket. Right, to look at right. The good stuff. We never really looked at this.
1: Stuff. Right.
2: And now we're seeing. Wow, it's actually a supportive tissue um, that's that is inherently linked to our overall well-being, our movement and just the longevity of our bodies. Um, everything in our body, is reliant upon the stability of fascia to function efficiently. So again, this is a it's a big missing link to overall uh, health that's kind of been um, understudied for for years. Which actually was what gave rise to the Fascial Research Society uh, to begin with. Was to try to bring this research to the forefront. Uh, and in 2007, when we had our very first Fascial Research Congress, it was. Kind of one of the most amazing times for me was to see 125 researchers actually share their research together because, you know, scientists don't share research. They covet it until they right. yeah. you know, <laughs> put stuff out there, right? So, people yeah. share. so now for, you know, almost the past eight years, we've really gotten so um heavily weighted on the new research. And actually our our MELT research paper uh, was presented at the Fascia Research Conference just last week. So, you know, even for me being a clinician and providing um, evidence-based work and then applying scientific parameters using ultrasound and things like that to actually define what is going on in the body, not only when you have pain, but what happens when you reduce pain, what's actually occurring in that tissue. And now we're actually able to research and study it, which is just cracking open, you know, like Pandora's box. You're just kind of going down the rabbit hole, uh, trying to understand a system of the body that's, you know, just so important, but again, has not been studied in the medical field. Um, for for centuries literally we've known about it we just haven't studied it
1: yeah you know that kind of reminds me of the revolution we're going through right now with scientists finally like discovering the microbiome and how important it is the bacteria that live in us absolutely and and as you said like before when we were because I remember doing dissection in chiropractic school and it was like cutting through the fashion let's just like okay, let's get to the good stuff and kind of ignoring it. It's, it's kind of the same thing with the, the gut and all of the bacteria and whatnot. And we don't realize how important and huge that component is to our to our health. So, Sue, can you tell us, um, so we, we talked about, you know, there's lots of people out there suffering with chronic pain. So it might be easier to just ask you, is there, are there any people out there for whom the MELT method is, is not uh, a good method to try on.
2: Yeah, no, you know, that's the great thing about meld is that actually anybody can do it and the process to which I've developed, which, you know, this whole thing started in my private practice on working with people with chronic disorders and diseases ranging from, you know, a sprained ankle to MS and fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue, you know. So, I mean, I was working literally on every honestly known disorder, disease and dysfunction known to man that medicine in the medical field either said hey it's either you know something you can't do anything about so here's some medication so that you can manage the pain that you feel or here's a surgery that might help but it actually might cause more problems so there's you know kind of that great divide in trying to help people but I've worked with you know young young kids um, teenage athletes older adults, again, people who are going through chemotherapy, and we're really able to help anybody um, learn how to apply this self-care method from day to day to help reduce those chronic pain symptoms. And we've seen such tremendous results over the past 10 years of, you know, me, going from, gee, I think I could help people outside of my practice. Maybe I could make it so that they don't ever have to come to see me. And this idea, you know, gee, maybe I could help people to suddenly having hundreds of thousands of people do this to themselves. We've got 1200 instructors worldwide. The book's been translated into eight languages and we've got instructors in 16 countries so we've just worked on so many people i've all but convinced myself that everybody should know about this everybody should learn how to do it and really melting is a is a very great doorway into both the education side of uh, self-care, which I don't think a lot of people know enough about self-care, but it's also just so easy to do and it feels good when you do it. People, because they get the immediate changes, have that opportunity to, you know, create lasting changes because they're more apt to do it more often, which I think is so great about the the methodology
1: itself. Okay, so, so what exactly is Melt? Because in the title of your book, you say, you know, you can do this in just 10 minutes a day. You can do it on yourself. Mm -hmm. I assume at home probably Mm -hmm. a few few times a week so so what exactly are people doing
2: Okay, so, well, first, Melt simulates the hands on techniques that I use to eliminate accumulated stress and pain and dysfunction in my own clients. And it's really a technique that is trying to educate the general population that manual therapeutic intervention is one of these, you know, again, things that most people don't even try. Most people just think, oh, it's just like a massage, and who wants to get rubbed down with oil? Kind of, a lot of people don't even like to be touched. So, yeah, that's
1: true. You know, I
2: mean, it's true. I mean, honestly, I talk to a lot of people. They're like, I'm not getting naked and lying underneath a towel. I'm like, I don't like that. And so I say, well, here's something you can do. For yourself. So, what I developed were these soft rollers that are about three feet in length and about five inches in circumference. So, this kind of a smaller roller than um, some of your listeners might be um, familiar with something called foam rolling, where they're these kind of six inch round, very hard. Yeah, they're
1: hard. They're painful.
2: (laughs) They're painful, right? And, And my whole thing is, you know, when you think about self myofascial release, I think it's just gotten so watered down that those traditional modalities. If you go on YouTube and you type in self myofascial release, you you hear these really smart people telling you to iron your body like a shirt. And when you find a lumpy area, you're going to land on it and dig it out, like you'll win an award for inflicting pain on your body. But here's the thing like, if you're in chronic pain, why would you (laughs) apply a force to your body that would actually increase pain reception to get out of pain? It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. So in in my hands on therapy, I never would apply pressure to the point where my client would pull or recoil away from me. And my foundation was in Uh, Some of the practices of Andrew Taylor Stills and uh, John Upledger with this more light touch approach to affect the nervous system to try to quiet the stress reflexes in the nervous system through therapeutic intervention on the body. So I developed these softballs and rollers to teach people how to rehydrate the connective tissue and quiet the stress reflex in the nervous system so that the body's natural ability to rest and repair, what's called the parasympathetic state comes back up online. For people who are in chronic pain, that's the problem is that their stress levels are significantly outweighing like a teeter-totter. It's just increased so much that the body's natural rest and repair state is kind of underwater. And the access through connective tissue is allowing the nervous system to decrease some of that stress that's accumulated in the body that's causing a lot of the common pain symptoms. So the, the problem with connective tissue, again, is if you never re, reinstate the hydration and the fluid flow of fascia, Not only are your joints starting to ache and arthritis is a much higher, um, a, a bigger issue in the body, but the thing about accumulated stress in connective tissue is that the nervous system and the sensory nerve endings live in connective tissue. So when the connective tissue is cellularly dehydrated, it actually causes the nervous system to increase its stress response. So now you're getting symptoms that seem completely unrelated to connective tissue. It's not just joint pain. You're now having trouble digesting food, you're getting weight gain, you're kind of feeling lethargic in the middle of the day, but for as tired as you are in the middle of the day, you try to fall asleep at night, and you can't fall asleep, and then you're not staying asleep, and you're getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom a number of times, and this causes just a you know a catastrophic state in the body because cellular repair in our fascial system is dominant when we're when we're sleeping. Actually, exactly. all, ce- yeah. all cellular repair right is dominant when you sleep. So if you're not getting a restful night's sleep, now you're waking up the next day with more stress accumulating in the connective tissue, and that's overstressing the nervous system. So you're already waking up with your teeter-totter so tipped to the stress level that it's just like one bad thing and suddenly you know like somebody you know I don't know bumps into you and you just start screaming at them now you got depression anxiety you're grumpy all the time you can't have a relationship you don't want to go to work and you know I mean like your lifestyle just completely declines and these are things that we don't think of as as connective tissue issues but to me connective tissue in its cellular dehydration is actually a, a cause of a lot of the symptoms that we treat in, in the United States of America today and, and around the world with medication. You know, if you're Bloated, or you have digestive problems, sleep issues. There's a pill for all those things. But is popping a bunch of pills the first route of action that everybody should take? And in my mind, the answer is 100% of the time, no. Actually doing a little bit of self-care, going to your doctor and getting your checkup. And if they're not finding, you know, they're ruling out diseases, then self-care should be our very first plan of action is understanding how pain becomes chronic in the body and understanding what causes pain to become chronic and and. Uh- you know, eliminating the problem before you have pain. Our, our problem in America is that we're reactive. We do things after we got a problem. It would be great if we did things to preempt having problems so that we prolong our good feelings in our body for a longer period of time so that we're not accelerating our aging process and feeling you know terrible when we're young. We, we could actually reduce so much of that effect um, just by doing some self-care. We just need to educate ourselves on, on what it is that's causing pain. And that, again, is what, um, you know, me writing the Melt Method book was was really my way of, in all honesty, was to get people like my mother to understand how to care for themselves and not just complain about it or go to their doctor every time they got an ache or a pain or a problem, but to understand the process of cell proliferation and, and simplify it for the general public. Cause the problem with cellular and neurological science is it's really freaking complex. People don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Anything about it. It's hard to understand, you know, any of it. It's it, physics is not exactly easy for people to wrap their brain around and, you know, uh it was i just felt it was my duty at the point when i had learned so much about it and it became so critical for me to try to share it it then took me years to simplify the science down to an apl- an applicable methodology and a language that the general public could actually read and say i get this i understand what she's talking about i think i can i think i understand this she's talking about my body and i think i can do something to help myself, and that's what I'm trying to do is just empower people to learn more about the process of pain and that awful pain cycle that our brain can can produce um, and deter it from happening so that we don't have to deal with chronic pain from day to day.
1: Yeah, and as you said, it really is a vicious cycle because I've I've had a lot of patients – Come see me in my private practice at Functional Medicine Ontario. Years and years of chronic pain, and as you as you said, like the fascia, the fascia is all out of whack. To put it in a very, you know, in non technical terms, it's out of whack, and um, and that just uh, drives a cycle of chronic pain, and then that creates like a vicious uh, domino effect in the body, starting to affect the detox pathways, the digestive pathways. Um, the energy producing pathways, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely
2: so, slows down metabolism and even your own brain process. Like the the actual process that your yeah. brain produces pain. It it's almost like pain is hijacking regions of the brain that we use for emotions and movement, and so it really does disrupt all of those other uh, chemical processes in the body. And again, that's that that is the cascade that you know causes pain to become a daily process in the body.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here because I think a lot of people have this idea as we talked a little bit earlier that in order to get out of pain you really have to like go for a deep tissue massage and like really squish on those knots deep in the muscles and just rub them out or or roll them out with a roller and and I know with the patients that come see me when when I explain to them concepts like cranial sacral therapy and whatnot and and how light light touch it is they kind they kind of are in a state of like disbelief of well how could something that that of a light of a touch help Mm -hmm. me you know right
2: Right. Well, and, and you know what? I was I was one of those. Yeah. People, Dr. Carey. you know, like I was a I was in fitness. I was in my mid twenties, and you know, I thought I was the smartest kid in the room. Masters in physiology and anatomy. Had a ton of neuromuscular therapeutic training behind me. Thought I could fix anything. And one day, I had foot pain. And it was like nothing worked, and I went to see a cranial sacral therapist. Honest to God, she—and I'm not kidding around—she worked on my nose. The next Mm -hmm. morning, I woke up and my foot didn't hurt me. And I was like, "Well, what was that? Like, what muscle were you on?" She's like, "I wasn't on the muscle." I'm like, "I don't understand it," but it is hard to wrap your brain around it. But what you have to understand really is that the way that the brain works—you know—we can actually access parts of our. Brain's processes through the body instead of just you know doing psychotherapy and working from the mind's level from our from our conscious thought, we can actually work into different regions of the brain to body um, communication systems through through accessing the body. So what I developed was something called the four R's of melt: reconnect, rebalance, rehydrate, and release. So the thing about pain that you really have to shift your mind from is paying attention to where you have pain. So I'll give you an example. Like people who have neck pain, they want nothing more than for people to jam their elbows or a ball into their neck and rub where they have the pain. Yeah. But, but I always say the areas that you have pain, those are the victims of the body. Yes. Why would you walk up to somebody crying out for your help and punch them in the face? You wouldn't do that. You would, you know, you'd find the criminal, you find the problem. So, so the, the indirect approach of melting is, is to first reconnect you to where stuck stress is living in your body, to teach people how to identify the three areas that stuck stress loves to live in the body and to identify exactly where, connective tissue dehydration has accumulated and could be altering the the natural process of neurological information feedback how are you perceiving your body so that is actually a huge step in altering what i call the autopilot it's the aspects of your nervous and connective tissue systems that are trying to support protect and stabilize you without your voluntary control or conscious awareness and that autopilot for a lot of us is functioning inefficiently. So the first step is just to draw people's attention and get them back into their bodies because when you have pain, you just want to tune it out. You don't want to be in your body. You want you want everybody else to fix it and kind of assuming the responsibility of going back into your body to care for yourself is actually a big ask for people in pain but it is truly the doorway into getting out of it is building that Mm self-awareness and then the rebalancing techniques are ways to teach people how to actively partake in quieting the stress reflex and boosting the body's natural repair mechanisms and the really crazy thing about the rebalance sequence is it's just as subtle as doing like a cranial sacral session. You're lying the length of a roller. You're lying on your spine from head to tail. Your knees are bent. Your feet are flat on the floor. You're in a super comfy position. And all you're doing are simple moves, like gently tipping your body right and left and mobilizing your pelvis in what we call a differentiated motion, a little tucking and tilting of the pelvis, doing some diaphragmatic techniques to try to re-expand and reprogram the diaphragmatic motion in the way that the brain stem and the diaphragm communicate. Sounds really complex, but so simple to do. And the crazy thing about it is that it takes less than 10 minutes to do it, and you can literally feel your entire body revert back to a much more balanced place from where you begin the treatment Um, just from the reconnect techniques, from the assessment techniques, so you can assess and identify the changes, which I think, again, big empowering thing to do to people who are in pain is to feel them shift from a state of all I feel is pain, pain, pain to feeling my body shift into this more relaxed, comfortable body position that has less pain. And once you've got that doorway open, the rehydrate techniques are either compression or pull techniques um, that are global treatments. And, And just for people listening to kind of get this idea is what science is understanding is that compression and tension actually are what cause cellular dehydration. So when you sit... For long periods of time, you're not only compressing the back of your legs with the body weight on the back of your thighs in a local region, but you're also pulling on the fascial tissue that supports the spine by that head carriage being forward and the back being curved. So it's kind of like... Um, you know, squeezing all of the water out of a sponge and pulling on a rubber band until it loses its elastic properties. And the problem with that is that if you pull or compress too for long periods of time, you're literally pulling the fluid out of those cells. And when you stand back up and move around, it takes time for those cells to reabsorb. And the older you are and the more chronic and habitual your postures or your movements are, the more dehydration and dehydrated the tissue remains even when you move around so you're kind of like you're walking around with a dried out sponge inside of your body that's having a hard time restoring its suppleness. So the rehydrate techniques work the fluid back into the sponge, just like you would if you had a sponge that was dried out. You don't just slap water on it. You kind of work the fluid back into the sponge so that the sponge um, improves its resilience and its recoil so that you can squeeze it and move it and morph it and adapt it. And then when you let it go, it goes back to its nice original shape. And that's the elastic properties of fascia. And then the fourth hour of melt is called release. And it's a way to teach people how to decompress their own neck, their low back and the joints of their hands and feet without cracking, twisting, or torquing the body to do it. Um, And again, the really great thing about these these sequences that um, are in the melt method book is that they take less than 10 minutes each. Um, They're very direct uh, treatments. And in the videos and in the book, What you learn to do is to work in an indirect manner, meaning if you had neck pain, the last thing you're going to do is the neck release sequence. You're going to work on your hands, your feet. You'll do the rebalance sequence. You might work on your ribs or your legs before you did the neck release because oftentimes the culprits of neck pain are very far away from the neck itself. The neck is just the area that's getting the most compression, so you're feeling pain, but the problems are in the masses of the body. might be in your ribs, your arms, something like that. So again, I think part of it is just the education that we have in understanding how to treat our own bodies and how to care for ourselves isn't something you learn in school. You know, we didn't take anatomy when we were in first and second grade, and we certainly don't know about self-care unless we actively participate and go out and look for it. And there's just a bunch of junk out there anyway. So, you know, you don't know what to believe. And every time somebody says something's good for you, two years later, they're like, oh, yeah, don't, don't eat those foods. Those are actually bad for you. No, don't eat fat. Oh, no, wait, we need fat. Don't eat carbs. No, wait, carbs are good. So we don't really know what to do. So the thing I always say is, you know, if it feels good to you, I would encourage doing it. But even things that we think are good for us sometimes – can cause problems so it's about again educating yourself and really understanding the facts of the human body and not just taking somebody's word for it and so you know again I'm a not only a a clinician I do research as well so you know I mean I'm one of the you know people saying but why but why but why I want to know I want to know I want to know for myself and I want to know because it's important to just understand um how the body works and it's such a complex system. It's even more complex than our computer is. So, you know, caring for it is something we just need to learn more about and actively partake from day to day because stress accumulates every single day, 24-7. Every waking minute, stress is accumulating in the body and um, sleep is not enough in this day and age to recover from all the accumulated stress over the course of our sleeping cycle because most of us don't sleep a sound night to begin with. So we need something in a waking state um, to restore our body's natural functionality so that we live pain-free and uh, live an active, healthy, pain-free life for a longer period of time because we're going to live. We're going to live. I don't know about you, Doctor Carey, but I bet I live till I'm a hundred, and I don't want to sit the last fifteen years of my life staring at a wall, babbling to myself. I want to be active.
1: Yeah, I yeah, think- you want to have good quality of life. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for the listeners out there, you might. Your head might be spinning a little bit right now, sure. and that would be okay. And, and that it, it does seem, it does sound a little bit complicated, but Sue has really broken it down in her book and on her uh, DVDs into such kind of a, a simplified method to, to help you go through her melt method so that you can figure out what areas of your body need the help. And as Sue said, most of the time where you're feeling the pain is not actually where the problem is. And in in the end, Sue, really I find um, one of the biggest benefits that patients get is they just get that sense of control back. You know, when people are in chronic pain, they feel like their body has been hijacked and they've just lost control Mm -hmm. and that doing something like the MELT method helps them regain control of their body, regain control of their life, and then they can live their life again.
2: Oh, yeah. And that's such a, it's such the truth right there, Dr. Carey. You know, I mean, really, it it is. It's like you get your life hijacked and people just want, you know, the normalcy back of their day to day. And so the other thing about melt that I really like is that it doesn't matter if you're active, sedentary, young or old, you can apply melt to any lifestyle, whether you're pregnant or you've suffered an injury. It's just about following the protocol of how you start applying melt. And what's great is you can just start with your hands and feet and start feeling changes in your body. And again, these treatments just take 10 minutes a day uh, you know, if you're an athlete, doing a little bit of MELT before or after can really help also improve performance and decrease that natural tendency for for joint injury um, that happens from just, again, the accumulated stress from activities. Um, and, and for those people who do massage or, you know, have uh, a physical therapist or, or go to a clinic, what's the beauty of MELT is that. It's it's something for them to do once they leave the office. Problem with most PT clinics is that the PTs working as hard as they can to try to get your body to go back down the path of healing and to get you, you know, more organized and to improve your control. Only then you leave the office and you go back to your normal lifestyle and don't apply any of what they did in the you know 20 to 50 minutes that they're spending with you. And it just doesn't outweigh the other hours that you're on your own. So what's great about MELT and most of our instructors are therapists, chiropractors, acupuncturists, medical doctors, personal trainers, yoga instructors, Pilates. I mean, like we span the gamut because this is that supplemental care that people can do in between massage sessions or PT sessions to prolong these powerful changes that hands-on body work can do because nothing, nothing in my opinion is as quality time spent is when you have a great hands-on body worker working with you. I mean, if we all had just, you know, a a ton of time on our hands and, you know, just money to spend and and we could find the great therapist. I mean, I don't know about you, but I go see an an acupuncturist and a massage therapist every single day just because it feels so good. And I mean, wouldn't you want to do it every day? But who's got the time, the money, and who can find these great people in the middle of the country To do this work to you, so again, you're kind of backing yourself up, saying, "Gosh, if I do have a great therapist here, I can prolong the changes. And if I don't have a therapist here, I can at least entertain the idea of caring for myself and start in a in a in a place where once you learn how to melt, then if you were to foam roll or stretch or lift weights, you're going to improve the benefits of all of these other things that you want to do, and you'll actually gain the most change in your body whether you're doing Pilates or yoga. Melt is just a great compliment to anything from hands on therapy to exercise activity so that again you're reducing the the strain in the joints you're improving the neurological performance and um, again regaining that that control of you being able to empower yourself to get out and stay out of chronic problems it's such a huge thing for for so many people to learn how to do and you know i just think we we could all you know benefit from a little bit of self care it goes a long way live 10 minutes a day goes a long way in self-care it really
1: does yes it does so sue we're starting to run low on time so can you tell our listeners uh where they can find your book and your dvds and what's your website and do you have a facebook page and like really give us all the goods here
2: sure so well first we do we have a the website it's the it's melt m-e-l-t method And there you can find the products um, as well as the instructors. So for people who are skeptical about buying products on their own, um, you know, go take a class. Just experience it firsthand before you, you know, decide you're going to do something at home. Why not do something in a live environment with a great practitioner who can actually guide you step by step so that you can experience it in a live setting? Um, We're also on Facebook under Melt Method. I also have a, a fan page under sue Hitzman, uh and i do events and trainings all around the country um and and also uh out into europe i'll be in england in june uh, and we've got teacher trainings coming up in december and uh, january on the in chicago and san diego as well so we're we're worldwide now you know so uh, go to meltmethod.com go to facebook and fan the melt method page um and we're here to help you
1: Okay, so for the listeners out there who are out walking their dog or you're out for a jog or you're driving in the car right now, I'll make sure that all of those links are in the podcast notes so that you can easily find Sue and the MELT method. Sue, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This has just been an awesome interview. Well,
2: thank you so much for having me, Dr. Carey. I hope that that helps a lot of people and uh, I hope to speak to you again soon.
1: Oh, I know it will help a lot of people. So. <laughs> all right, that wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Sue Hitzman. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Keri Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone.